Hey, this is Mike Herrera. You're listening to Magnified Pod. This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back. Finally. I'm Andrew. I'm John. This is our podcast. It feels so good to be homeward bound. <laughs> you know This it. podcast is such a sweet, sweet sound. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's It was a bummer to miss last week. Yeah. But you know what? It was my birthday last week. Big so week. I needed... I needed to take a little trip mm-hmm. up north to Minneapolis mm-hmm. to visit my brother, who also had a birthday last week. Big birthday week. Yeah, it was a big. Bros. Yeah. I'm 35, going to run for president now. <laughs> yes, finally. That yep. was the big announcement you <laughs> <That's>... were teasing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For all those who are wondering what our big announcement is, <laughs> I am entering politics. Yes. Never. Not teenage politics. <laughs> Exclusively, that'll be. I'm gonna need to get permission from the band to have that be my, that be my campaign official, song. Yeah, as I walk out onto stage on the on the stage. That makes um, sense to study humans. It's a natural next step for our pod, I think. <laughs> People have been asking, like, bros, <laughs> when are you gonna when, finally when, run? What are you running, man? <laughs> I'm just like, it's just you know us and Howard Schultz, the people. <laughs> yeah. People are yep. clamoring for mm-hmm. that run. It was a real lane for us, we think. <laughs> yep. So uh, as people might have seen, I, I posted some uh, Instagram stories of my drive up to Minneapolis. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to be in the car for a long time. Why not try and just go through every MXPX album, see how far I get, because it's like a six plus hour drive if there's not a blizzard if fuck we'll get to that but <clears throat> i thought let's let's do this and as i uh cranked up poconatcha mm-hmm. i had that feeling that we've talked about it before mm-hmm. poconatcha revisited as an episode yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do that for yep. sure so but i made it through almost all of the proper albums made mm-hmm. it well into plans. plans. Said, right? yeah. yeah. Um, but I probably got that far because of the shitty, shitty weather. Yeah. It was not great. No. But you know what was worse? Driving back in yeah. worse oh, weather. It was, I was so angry. I was... <laughs> actually yelling fuck you <laughs> just into to the, the sky <laughs> to into the just into the void just like if it could be the road the snow just the weather in general i yeah. was just i just needed to swear at something i understand because i was just so not into it um but what were you doing last week while you were while we were not potting uh, what was I doing? I don't know. We we did go to the ice castles. Yes, I did see that. Which uh, started in Minnesota. When I was growing up, they had these cool 
ice castles every February, I think. And they'd light them up with these cool lights at night. And now it's kind of like a international thing. They have them. Where, where was this? This was in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, it's like an hour-ish away. But I think the people who used to, well, I don't know. The one There's one in Excelsior, Minnesota, and I think that's like the headquarters. And then they started doing it. The Ice Castle headquarters? <laughs> that's right, the uh, ICH. And they started doing it all over the country and some Canada. So anyway, we went there with the kids, and it was super rad. So that was a big uh So how big, plus. how big were said castles? They're pretty big, man. They could, you, a, could you stand fully upright in a castle? There are tunnels, there's slides, there's bonfires within. I mean, they're what? like, I don't know, 30 feet high, something like that? It's amazing. They're very cool. I encourage everyone to check out a nice castle near you if that's an option. Um, Just go to magnifiedpod.com slash ice castles um, um, underscore locations. Yep. And you can. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ice Cancel, <laughs> Ice Cancels, for canceling <laughs> this bit. Yes. Uh, anyway, that, that was the main takeaway of my, my time away. Nice. And as we we're recording this, it was Valentine's Day. It's true. It wouldn't be yesterday. Magpod if we weren't diving into my kids' candy <laughs> from a recent holiday. Yes, because we're living that healthy lifestyle. So I need to, I need to tell this little anecdote because <clears throat> this happened our last episode, and literally uh, the right before we started recording our interview with Andy Verdecchio, I was chomping on. Some Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. pulled one of my fucking fillings out. I, I forgot w- about this. Yes. How, what's the latest? <laughs> so I was chewing. John like hadn't come in the room yet. I was just like pulled out our bag of Sour Patch Kids and I tossed one in and I started chewing on it and I was like, "Is there a piece of fucking gravel in this? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? What's what's going on with this?" Uh, you know, quality assurance over at whoever produces Sour Patch Kids. And so I stopped chewing, and it was a piece of my, one of my fillings. And I was like, I probably should stop eating so much candy. <laughs> I was going to say, our candy intake has really my, my candy <laughs> My candy intake has increased a billion percent <laughs> since I was on this podcast. But... <laughs> So I, this was, I think we, would we record on a Monday or Tuesday? I think it was yeah, tu- Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I immediately the next day called my dentist because I was, <laughs> I did not tell them, well, I was eating a bag of candy, <laughs> dentist. This is normal. This is, this is just how I, how I do um, as I fill my mouth with cavities. <laughs> but I, I was able to get it taken care of two days later that's good and yeah because it was not ideal Mm. it wasn't even the whole part it wasn't the whole thing right i was uh able to uh my wife was was able to use a flashlight to look in and it was just like a small piece of it so the remaining filling was there okay but it it was so tough yeah it was not ideal but oh Everything's good. Good. Were they like Sour Patch Kids, huh? Yeah. I've, they're, they're like, oh, just I've, I've seen this before. This is just a classic, classic, classic 
Sour Patch Podcast <laughs> filling mid thirties man <laughs> experience. He's the poster boy for losing fillings. Well, I like have... I like to pretend it was because it was a uh, an old filling. That's why sure. it came out. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Yeah, it sounds right. Today we have some Trader Joe's gummy X's and O's, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty good. They're no Sour Patch Kids. They're no but, Sour Patch um, Kids, but I don't think they're going to take your fillings out. Probably no, no, they're not. They they've got the they've got a pink one, yep, and a red one, mm-hmm. and so I think I feel like it's pretty universal. The pink and red, <laughs> pink and red are best. It's just going to be best. There's some other nondescript. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on. Kind of clearish. I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Got to get your finger right in that O. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just slide it on in. We're. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're eating Trader Joe's candy and drinking Trader Joe's bourbon. Yep. And we were talking about soy rizo earlier. Yes, so we'd, we'd also like, like to thank, thank our, our sponsor, sponsor Trader, Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, where Magnified Pod gets all of its sweet, <laughs> sweet treats. Yep. Which Just go know. to TraderJoe's.com slash Magnified Pod. <laughs> Type in Type. MagPod. See what Again. happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and it will not be able to find that website. Mm-mm. Okay, so just a couple things we need to bring up uh, in the important enough to mention segment of the show. Tumbledown is back on Spotify. Yeah, you're welcome, world. Yes, I think what Mike and the band saw was our many episodes of Talking Tumbledown Mm -hmm. to you. And they're like, the people want it. Yep. Who's who's searching for Tumble Down and not finding it all these times yes. as they're listening to Magpod episodes? I know, right? That's what they were saying. It was the, you know, we, this increased uh, awareness of yeah. the lack of Tumble Down mm-hmm. for people to stream. So, you know, I have the albums, but they are back. Back. We are very happy about that. Uh, to fill that tumble down shaped hole in our hearts, Mike uh, had Jack Parker on the pod this he week. He did. Mike uh, talked with Jack Parker, guitarist for Tumble Down, uh, the shred master himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I enjoyed the conversation. I think uh, Mike has been nailing it recently with yeah. the um, guests he's been having. Um, you know, had JJ on talking about some of those old, those old school memories and touring. I mean, it just, it sounds like the more I hear about these touring stories with the band, uh, it, it does seem like it reminds me of when I hear people talk about, uh, either being a stand up comedian or being an actor, it's mm. they say, don't do it if you don't have to. Sure. Because it takes it takes a level of yeah. commitment and yeah. just be like, I'm just gonna put up with yeah. absolute abuse of my body <laughs> yeah. in terms of lack of sleep mm-hmm. or just partying or, you know, in their case, there were like lots there there's so many stories that He's told on this podcast about vans and buses and stuff breaking down. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like 
a nightmare. Yeah, no good. It sounds I like so I've only been on one tour um with one of my old bands when we drove from Chicago to the East Coast and did a bunch of tour dates out in New York, uh Pennsylvania, New Jersey, um where else, but whatever. And that tour kind of scarred me <laughs> in a number of ways. Just you see when you're yeah. on the road, you see shit that you can't really can't really forget. Can't unsee. You can't unsee. And How'd we, the van do? Um, it was a disaster. <laughs> okay. Uh we almost got murdered on the side of the road by a semi in the middle of the night. I think we were in Pennsylvania and uh, we almost got run off the side of the, well, we did get run off the side of the road. Um, <clears throat> and we fl- got a flat tire because this truck, this semi almost hit us and we had to swerve and then Jeez. we hit something and f- got a flat tire and Sounds awful. it was, it was not great. And yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Just I was having some of those flashbacks yeah. to my my very brief, and it made me think maybe this is one of the reasons I couldn't couldn't uh, hack it because yeah. I was just like I don't I don't know if I have the I don't know if I have it yeah to do that yeah you know it just sounds I'm I'm glad that these guys did right and continue <laughs> to do that yes but. I just, I just don't know if I could, if I could do it. Maybe that's one of the reasons I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Well, it's too much. I still think Tumbledown should suck it up and do another one. <laughs> yeah. U.S. Border Patrol notwithstanding. Yeah. You know, and that's what Mike said in this most recent app. They're not, they're not doing shows. Boo. Not doing new albums. I mean, Boo. yay for new MXPX, those things, but don't just write <clears throat> off Tumbledown altogether. Give us a little hope. I mean, I would not hate a repressing on vinyl or, you know, uh, empty out whatever random copies you got lying around. You, They've got to have some copies yeah. lying around. There's, uh, there's supposedly some unreleased songs coming. Yeah. We'll see about that. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know what those could be because right now... It's just the two proper albums and the Atlantic City. Right. Um, so anyway, anyway, I'm I'm happy at the very least. I don't want to sound like <laughs> <laughs> fucking guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot for these albums that I love. Yeah. No, I'm super all, psyched. To all just... we're saying, John was saying before we started recording. Uh-huh. If you want to. I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> you said that you're you're on that TD train. Oh yeah, and so we we missed the train. Yeah, but we want to get back on yeah, it. Yeah, just swing back and just swing, pick us up one more time. You know, we'll be homeward bound with you, bros. Yeah, it's just we we got super into the to the records, yeah. and then hearing uh, Jack yeah. and Mike talk, I was just like, "There's some momentum building." Yeah, there's just like there's been it feels like. There's been something building, and then for him to be like, "Yeah, we're not doing anything. We're just here's music." It just felt a little 
it, I felt a little def, de- deflated, I guess. Yeah. If you want to put some pressure on them to keep the TD train moving, just tweet Mike with the hashtag tumble down train choo choo. <laughs> Uh, over the next few weeks, <laughs> and uh, or, that'll work. Yes, the, the longer the hashtag, the better. <laughs> woo woo, all aboard! <laughs> next stop, next stop, San Antonio. Sure. Moving on uh, from the TD train, we're going to hop onto the the MXP Express, Ooh. and it. yeah, crushed it. So, Tooth and Nail has started their own podcast. Well, right. it's been around for a little while actually. It's been a while. It's been a while. But they it's called Labeled and they it's been around for a little bit but they they sort of stopped it and revamped. They they took down all the old episodes for mm. whatever reason. The ones so they they just relaunched it late last year. Right. I know they did a couple about Cornerstone, right? Yeah. But but like all the episodes that they did with individual members of different bands. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They they did one with Ronnie Martin from Joy Electric. They did one with Mark Solomon from Staves Acre, which is a super interesting pod. I think they even had two episodes with about Staves Acre. But but now those are just gone and they they're going with this relaunch. And I I find I find this version of the podcast to be quite a bit less interesting. Hmm. Um, it's more like marketing. It, it I mean they have one of them called you know who is Brandon Ebel and and I imagine that one is just kind of about the emerging scene and his unique personality were the right combination to turbocharge and launch a label that would go on to sell 26 million records. Yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like they're just jerking, little, little jerking yeah, yeah. off of Brandon Ebel. Um, turbocharged. <laughs> a tur- yeah. A turbocharged hand job, <laughs> you know, but, but this one that they, they just released about MXPX. I was like, interesting. Yeah. To have this be their sixth episode, yeah. I mean, and for it to be like, like, because this is kind of a controversial thing that went down between the band, right? And it did not end well. So I thought, right, how are they going to? Because clearly, they're not going to have like Mike just come in for an interview and talk yeah. about things and like sit down with sit down um with Brandon and be like let's hash this out yeah. that's like that's not going to happen no. and that didn't happen they had old interviews with Mike from like 6 years ago yeah and then current Brandon and other people right. talking about things so and the audio is from that tooth and nail documentary Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was um, what was it called? Turbocharged, I think. <laughs> I think it was uh, Tooth and Nail, Turbo Fucks, the band. Um, it's catchy. Yeah, <laughs> but no new kind of story. That yeah, that's that's what it was. So it it felt very Tooth and Nail. It felt very clean. They yeah. and it also felt like 
Brandon spent a lot of the episode talking about how awesome he is. <laughs> and also, he even still, this many years later, he still, he sounded bitter. Yeah. He sounded, um, but then he was like, uh, MXPX left. Um, right. And then he's like, but I had all these people to pay and I had to pay for their health insurance. And it's like, wow, what a hero, (laughs) what a sacrifice. Yeah. And, um, this, this understanding that they're like, you know, they, Mike had a different vision for what he wanted to do with the band. And they also glossed over any of the controversy and they made it sound like it was some clean break. Yeah. That, like, oh, they just, you know, they had bigger dreams and they, and it's almost like Brandon was like, these kids were nobody. We plucked them from obscurity. Right. They owe us something. Yeah. And, well, you know what? They don't owe you shit. I think they would have done something regardless of what Tooth and Nail had to do. But, you know, I I haven't seen any response from the band about this. I'm curious what, I doubt they'll say anything, but I am curious what what they think about this somewhat revisionist history. Yeah. And then we all high-fived and (laughs) paused and faded to black and the rest is history. That's kind of what it was like. Yeah. It was like... And then everything was great. And that was the end of that chapter. And then he just like casually's like, oh, I love MXPX. Yep. <laughs> Thumbs up, bros. Way to go. So that's that. So that's that. Um, do we want to do our announcement? <clears throat> oh, yeah, dude. Let's do it. So um, we are going to start selling some merch. Ba-boom. We have... Stickers in hand. Mm-hmm. We have, um, they are round, semi glossy. I think they're like a, a vinyl sticker. Um, so uh, you can put them on your, put them on your car. You can put them on your laptop. Wherever, wherever, man. You can stick them on stop signs. <laughs> if you want to be a real rebel, <laughs> yeah, to stick it to the man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna start selling these. We're gonna open up (coughs) a, a little store where you'll be able to buy stickers and t-shirts and other merch. So stay tuned. This is going down soon. Um, we will post some pictures to show you what they look like. They look pretty sweet. They look pretty sweet. Designed, um, the original design by... Our buddy Joanna, and then colorized and sort of tweaked by our boy and Patreon subscriber Daniel Weary. That's right. MXPX memes, our boy. Thanks, friends. And it's it's a beautiful thing. You saw the new logo um, on Instagram. He colored our clothes to look like. The color schemes from Poconacha and Teenage Politics, mm-hmm. respectively. John gets to don the Teenage Politics. I, I appreciate I, it. Yes. So um, we couldn't both 
be in no. yellow and green. Uh, my coworker uh, at the church that I work for pointed out that it's also the exact four colors of the circle brand mark of the ELCA logo. So <laughs> it's a little nod to that, I assume, as well. I'm, I'm assuming that was what um, Daniel Leary mostly had in mind. Yeah, thanks to our sponsors, uh, the ELCA. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to elca.org slash magnified pod. Get a, get a discount on the stickers. And just purchase some indulgences while you're there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, That's no, not us. no. That's the other guys. <laughs> That's the other guys. My bad. Um, <laughs> uh, Lutheran jokes. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're excited about the stickers. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't unstuck one yet because I don't know, I don't know where to... <laughs> You're just gonna stick one on the wall. Hold on, let me. Um, perfect spot. Let me. Uh, let me. Hold on. Let, wait before you. Uh, <laughs> Next to our beautiful secret weapon postcard, which as Andrew has previously mentioned, is the only uh, decoration in this gross room. Yeah. So, all right. New era. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> ceremonious. The ceremonious hanging what? of the sticker. Where's or the sticker. Oh, whoops. It fell it fell down. That's That's a metaphor. <laughs> uh, it's a metaphor for a pod. Yeah. How the mighty fall. That <laughs> looks good. Anyway. Uh let us know what merch you think we should make next. Yeah. Um because socks. Yeah. Um we could I mean we could put these on on the cover of condom packages. Sure. Or uh, con, Mag- Magnum con. Pod, Magnumfied <laughs> Pod for life. Um, uh, ma- magnumfied Rod. <laughs> there you go. What was that uh, Rod Laver? That was a band, right? Was there anything there? <laughs> anyway. Perfect. <laughs> um, so since we've been off for a week, we have some, we have some voicemails. So why don't we start with a first time, long time. And I mean, I guess technically he's probably not a long time since he says he discovered us not that long ago, but has been binging. So this is our boy, Brian. Hey, this is the, uh, the other Bri, um, new magnified pod lifer, uh, been binging your podcast for the past two weeks. Anyway, appreciate you introducing me to Tumbledown. I uh, probably would never listen to it uh, before you guys, but uh, Mike kind of pulls off that uh, punk western vibe. Anyway, um, just going to leave you a message uh, last week after listening to your pod about uh, see if you guys might be able to get someone from like Five Iron Frenzy on there, or maybe even doing a review of their uh, last few albums. Anyway, looks like I was a little late on that because uh, someone uh, already beat me to it. You guys got uh, Five Iron on there, the drummer, and someone already requests the best uh, um, pizza place out there in Chicago. So uh, what is the best Chicago pizza? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, um, yeah, man, thanks. Appreciate thanks, Brian. So um, I don't know where this Bry's from. Did yeah. he? I don't think so. No, he didn't say. But um, so I did. So I think there might be some 
controversy mm. about the best Chicago pizza because, um, you know, we do we do have to come up with some sort of master list of things to tell people to eat. Um, Check but, out when they're here for the shows. Yeah, right. Um, but Brian is coming to the show. He left us oh. another voicemail. Sweet. Um, but he says he's coming to uh, the show in March, which is... <laughs> From the day you're listening to this, I think is 39, 30, is that right? 39, 38 days. 38, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a uh, lot of days. Not a lot of days. So it is coming up fast. Um, but I don't eat pizza anymore because I'm vegan. But my go-to when back in the day was Lou Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. I am a lose head as well. You're a lose? Okay. I think we might have covered this at some point. Did we? That I said I thought they or somebody did a vegan pie that was pretty good. They don't. They do. They do a gluten free crust and they can do something without cheese. Okay. But it's pretty lame. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't go to Lou's for a vegan pizza. Yeah, sure. If you want to get go to Lou's, get their um, the sausage pizza, that's, that's their, probably their most, um, well-known. It's just like a big old disc of, of sausage. And <laughs> yes. I can't speak I, to that, but I no, can say. No. Do you get the, do you get the loo? And, yeah. I the mean, loo, yeah. The loo is, um, it's a combination of, um, uh, spinach and I think it's spinach mushrooms and maybe, um, can't remember, but it's like a blend of mozzarella, and I think it has some cheddar. That sounds right. Uh, but the thing that I always people, uh, so they have the cornmeal crust yeah. at Lou's. So good. I prefer my corn. I prefer cornmeal crust to something like a Giordano's, sure. which is your more traditional uh, doughy kind of crust, and. Because, you know, you, the, the I, I like the crispness of of that cornmeal. Yeah. It really, and it has, I don't know, it just, it has so much more flavor. Yeah. Than your just traditional dough that, and it, it just feels more unique to me. They claim it's something about the water they use in the dough. I don't know. That, I thought that, that was be, a New York thing. Maybe it's an everywhere thing. I don't know. It does have a distinct taste, though. And Giordano's people often fight lose people and say Giordano's is yeah the better option. You know, there's now that and there's Gino's as well. Gino's Pequod's has Pequod, a real Pe- following. Pequod's I feel like has uh, garnered a pretty significant following yeah. in recent years. Um, so yeah, there there are any number of pizza spots that you can but if you're going to come to chicago you got to hit that deep dish you got to so. you got to hit the lose would be my right would be my go-to i agree uh, uh yeah. thank you brian i yeah. did you have anything else to say Is that uh, um let me let me pull up his because he got interrupted actually by a phone call okay um from his dad so hey guys this is b the other bride just getting ready to leave your message before had to cut off early because uh well, my dad called, and, you know, got to take care of that call. For sure. Anyway, uh, kind of reiterating what I just said before, new magnified pod, been binging your uh, 
podcast for the past uh, two weeks and love it. And uh, also love the uh, tumble down. Probably would never listen to it for if it wasn't for you guys. And so I just I know we we just listened to this um, in an earlier iteration, but I feel like it's worth noting that we just got done talking about tumble down and uh-huh. people are listening to tumble down more. He just said that he wouldn't have yeah. listened if it weren't I for us. I think this is qualitative evidence. Yes. Quantitative. I don't know how it works. Uh, that uh, we are moving the needle when it comes to tumble down. Yeah. So for Mike to be like, nah, dude, you know, I don't know. We like we are new Tumbledown fans. Yeah, Brian is a new Tumbledown fan. Yeah, and and maybe it's good enough for Mike and the and then other dudes to just have people listen to the records and stream them. Not me. But like for new fans of something, yeah, it's not satisfying to just be like, you know, because in. Music isn't just like sitting down and listening and enjoying it. It's there's more of an experience it, to being a fan of music. It's seeing the music. It's you know purchasing and having a physical release of something. And mm-hmm. and so hashtag tumbled on train choo choo. <laughs> um, appreciate it. Um, also, I was uh, last Saturday just got my tickets in for the Chicago concert on the twenty ninth. Yeah. Um, Sitting around the uh, kitchen table, eating some pizza with my boys. Boom. Uh, we were talking about the uh, favorite CDs and favorite music of MXPX. My oldest boy, he's uh, 24, he mentioned that Pokenatcher was his favorite. Um, and so, okay, I think, John, should we make it official? Let's Our next it. episode? Yep. Pokenatcher Revisited. 25th year. 25th anniversary. Year. Yes. Re-up. You know, we didn't go through every song. We've we've talked about doing we've talked about doing the album again, giving it uh, a more a deeper dive. Yes. So we're gonna I'm gonna have to re-listen to that first step. We're doing. We've, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I think what I'll do is I'll re-listen to the part where we talk about the album. Okay. Yeah. Because I kind of and I don't know. Maybe I don't think my top three will change. Uh, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I just, I want to, I just want to do, do the album justice. This is a good, uh, transition to shout out, um, Poconatcha podcasts, uh, bracket they've been doing, which has been cool of the MXPX best songs of all time. And it came down, I believe to walk, to walking by and where was it one ad? I think it was Walking By and One Ad were the final two. Okay. And I think One Ad won out. Yes. Um, Which I disagree with. I disagree with that too. But those were, my, I think, my top two. And then my third was PXPX. Yeah. PXPX was definitely in yours. I, uh, I think Time Brings Change and yeah. Walking By were in mine. Um, but yeah, he's the Poconatch podcast. Rich is uh, doing teenage politics soon. Excited for that. So... We definitely have some thoughts and ideas about that record. So, we, we may yeah. get to our top 10 songs of all time at some point. Yeah, at some point. Um, so thank you, Brian. We really pre- yeah, appreciate you calling. Um, leave Glad us. you're on the tumble down train with us. Yes. Choo choo, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we've got uh, some CJ. Nice. 
Hey boys, it's uh, CJ here. It's been a little bit, yes. but uh, I got caught up on a few things. I wanted to give you guys a call. I uh, I actually meant to call last week. Uh, congrats on 30 episodes. That's why I wanted to call you guys, uh, but I forgot. And uh, now it's 31, but um, that's huge. You guys are sticking with this, and I'm loving it. 30 episodes is a good milestone. Uh, keep it up, because uh, whenever yours drops, uh, it's, it's the first first pod i go to i love it so this that thanks man that means a lot yeah do you know very cool. that that really hits me right in the cockles in the of old, my heart in the old feels right in the old feels and you know you know when you ever when you have a a bummed a bummer of a day and you get a voicemail like that it just it really means a That's lot great. so we really appreciate you guys calling and listening yeah. and looking forward to it and it is wild to think we've done 30-something of these. <laughs> this is our 32nd episode, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's a lot. Almost <laughs> as many as years we've been alive at this point. That is that is true. <laughs> and, you know, I we've, um, we amazingly are coming up with content week in, <laughs> week in and week that's, out. That's a lot, of, a lot of episodes. <laughs> yes. So, CJ continues. Conversation with Andy. Wow, that was cool getting to know that guy. I just got through... Uh, that episode and uh i mean getting to know him you know as much as you can in a couple hours and uh just so much cool stuff to say like i, I actually i was really i got so many questions for that guy and i love the the stuff about the children's books like because mm-hmm. I've, I've got this project i've been wanting to do i got one of my girls who's eight years old she she goes she grabs a bunch of blank paper and then she goes in her room for like two hours and she comes out and she's like, Dad, check out this book I made. And it's like, it'll be like 23 pages long, and it'll have illustrations on each thing, and it has like a story arc and carrot. It's like the craziest thing, like, but like short, like, uh, you know, one sentence on each page, which I love. That's my favorite way to read a, read a kid's book. <laughs> and I thought it'd be super cool if I could find a way to like, uh, uh, you know, self-publish children's books written by an eight-year-old. That'd be freaking cool. So, um. I loved hearing his poetry and the stuff he was doing with that, and uh, the uh, uh, like the the preaching from the uh, you know from the punk rock bands. I can totally relate to that. Uh, it's it's one of those funny things where like you know you guys talk about like guilt with uh, being a Christian, how much guilt it caused uh, around sexuality and those kinds of issues, and it bleeds into like so many other areas. Like when my band Chinese Hardware was. Uh, you know, around 2000, 2001, we were playing a lot of shows. We played show all ages shows in uh, uh, churches a lot, but we also played in like bars and things like that. And our, you know, our friends couldn't even get into those. But um, I remember just this pressure, especially playing at youth group shows and stuff, to like uh, make sure you say something, add a little message in there. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, ultimately, it's like those things that it's shocking to me that like people. Christians, fundamentalist Christians can't see how, like, really disrupts uh, good decision-making. Like, uh, here, you know what? I'm going to get cut off, so i got to call back because i got a couple more things to say about this. <laughs> so, a couple things. Um, yeah, so we really enjoyed um, talking with Andy. Totally. Um, and you guys, you should go pick up his his uh book little yeah. it's yeah. out now they had it just had their release show um <clears throat> it definitely you, 
Sorry, you, go ahead. Yeah, no, you can you can go to uh, inkandteapublishing.com, and there's a, a link to the book. Um, and it's only 10 bucks. Yeah, I got to get that. Yeah. Um, so I assume he's sending a couple our way, but uh, <laughs> I'll just I, keep waiting. No, I'll. Um, you, but you guys, you should also go to Andy's Instagram and give him a little a little love because yeah. he just uh, he just lost a, one of their dogs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's and right. It's, it's such a bummer. Yeah. Um, pets are family, man. Yeah, and it you know you you have an animal in in your life every day for years and years and years and you know i i can't even think about what it's going to be like when my cat passes yeah. because you know we've had her for i don't know like 12 years maybe yeah and you guys have had harry for yeah like about the same about amount the same time? yeah you know, it's, they're gonna live forever, so we, we don't have to talk yeah, about this anymore. We don't but. have to talk about it anymore. But just, um, but on that note, um, yeah, the yeah the Christian, the feeling, the need to uh, preach from the stage and say something meaningful. I mean, I I definitely went to shows as a as a, as a high schooler of mm-hmm. bands. Uh, friends bands that they they did some preaching from the stage like you know sit down on the front of the stage and like you know have a little you know little mini uh sermon of some kind and mm-hmm. uh altar call yeah and it's just it's just it is weird it, it disruptive is kind of an appropriate word because <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't know what, who, who they're appealing to at that moment, you know? Yeah. Are they appealing to the Christians in the audience or do they think they're speaking a good word that's going to land on the the heart of somebody who's not saved? Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, I definitely agree with CJ that that was a really interesting conversation we had with Andy, that he had a lot of insightful things to say about that particular world um as well as uh yeah the kids books as he was saying and like how we approach um you know scary stuff with kids in particular i don't know just i thought that was a really fun interview so i'm glad other people were into it too you've got two young boys are they uh Mm -hmm. they're probably not at an age where they're starting to write stories or anything but well, are they or do they more draw their stories yeah Elliot is definitely into drawing and kind of making stories up and it is interesting how they're drawn to he's talking about death a lot lately and it just seems to be something that kids kind of come to eventually and he likes bad guys because I think yeah. he thinks they're like a little bit like can't quite crack this so I'm intrigued by it and sure. you know, like so yeah I think uh, Andy's lying about kind of like you need someone to kind of like hold your hand as you stare into the abyss. Like, yeah, I like I it. That was really cool. Kind of like we're all we're all um, tempted to kind of confront stuff that we can't quite wrap our heads around, and it's important right. for kids to be able to do that. Um, right. But with a certain amount of like guidance. So yeah, I think my kids are probably close to needing some of that guidance at some point soon here too. Yeah. 
once you see the the scary stories. Oh my gosh. What do you so yeah, I think we um because I think we talked about scary stories with Andy and then and then the Super Bowl yes. happened after that and they debuted some of the 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 trailer for the new scary stories yeah. movie. Looks terrifying. How are you? So I saw somebody make a comment on one of the YouTube videos about the trailer that they thought the show would have made an amazing Netflix series sure. where each story could have been <coughs> an individual episode yeah, rather than stretching it out into one long movie. Yeah, I can, uh, you know, we'll see how the movie shakes out. I don't know how much there would be to... Like, the stories are so short. Right. It's kind of hard to tell what that might look like. So I don't know if it's the right approach to not to kind of combine them all into one thing. But Yeah, I don't know. I guess time will tell. But there's, yeah, there's that documentary coming out about it, and then there's the feature coming out, and it's just like scary stories time in the world right now, which um, I'm all here for. What, who's, who's doing the doc? I can't remember. Um you can find it on Instagram fairly easily and track their campaign. I know that. Okay. It played at some festivals and stuff, and I think it's coming out around the time that the movie comes out. Nice. But Yeah, we were talking about those illustrations, yeah. which are burned into our brain forever. And yeah. I remember that the guy who did them was from Minneapolis. So I was like, I've got to find this guy's house and like, <laughs> what's going on there? Is there a portal to hell under it? Like anyway, just, yeah, just totally creepy. Some, some little mulleted boy being like, can I see what's, what's going, going on, on in here? What's going on in here? <laughs> I didn't talk like that, sir. <laughs> Everybody talked like that when they were a kid. When I was reading scary stories. Can I see what you have in there? <laughs> Yes. Okay, CJ here continued uh, from the sketch. Um, I just, uh, yeah, talking about, like, I remember my band being pressured to say things sometimes. Not pressured. I mean, we kind of wanted to. So here's the thing. It's like when you're in that mindset, mm -hmm. uh, here's what happens. It's like you're, you're getting all this praise uh, being up on stage, and you're 16 years old, and you're half decent, um, uh, at uh, keeping a song together and <laughs> a set together was the situation we were in. Obviously, I can't relate to it at the level that uh, Andy's talking about, uh, but at our level and uh, and uh, you know the struggle that me and Stevie D, uh, my you know he was the lead songwriter and uh, Steve Dave uh, on my band Chinese Hardware. It was our band. It was his band. Whatever. Um, yeah, we used to talk about this, and it was like, well, you, you feel guilt for taking on that glory you know as a, uh you know i don't know how else to say that it's like you're taking on all this praise from these people and you feel guilt if you don't give the glory to god you know thank jesus somehow say that to the people it's like well it's not us all that stuff and how just like as a young person how christianity so bends your ability to make good decisions for yourself uh, it's just, it manipulates every decision. When you're in that fundamentalist Christian mindset, it like manipulates every decision. And ultimately, I think that's why my band broke up because we couldn't cope with like what we should be doing, should and shouldn't be doing and accepting. And were we glorifying God with what we were doing or weren't we? Or did we have to or not? You know, it's complicated stuff. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I hear that so much. I, I resonate with that. Um, trying to navigate what you think 
God wants you to do and what is the right decision. But at the same time, like feeling bad about being a good musician that people like, it's like you earned that, you know, you, the, the fact that like you have to give God the glory, it's like, God's not in your basement practicing guitar hours every day and learning to shred and like coming up with complex time signatures. That's you, man. I don't know. I saw some of those pictures of Jesus doing all the activities with you. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I distinctly remember one where Jesus was playing guitar right alongside the guitar player. Yeah. Jesus knows how to shred. It's, uh, it's, also kind of like those those figurines with Jesus like playing <laughs> soccer yeah. and like there's probably a guitar shredding one yeah speaking of um shout out to the instagram page christian nightmares <laughs> yeah um they like to post a variety of uh terrifying fundamentalist pictures and and church signs and other uh, re- religious-based uh, um, stuff from decades past. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had one. They just posted one today that is just talking talk about damaging theology. It's some sort of like Jack Chick style um, art mm-hmm. and. If you're not familiar with chick tracks, you're very fortunate yeah. because they're the theology is terrible. But there's this one of this um, girl when it says, uh, but sometimes if we're really being bad or foolish and doing things we know are wrong, the Lord may take away his protection and let us get hurt or sick oh, as boy. punishment for being so naughty. No. And it shows a picture of her hitting a beehive with a <laughs> stick. It's like, I don't know if that's God's protection. I just think that's nature taking its course. Um, but then it says, sometimes that's why we get sick because the Lord is speaking, uh, is spanking us for being naughty. When yeah. we're sick, we should pray and ask the Lord why. And it has a drawing <laughs> Of Jesus spanking oh, a little boy. girl yeah. with her pants down yeah. in her underwear. She's thinking about it in her bed and she's all like sweating and crying. Oh, this it's, is a tough, this, this is, is a true nightmare. This is a tough, <laughs> tough picture, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, that sort of, that kind of to CJ's point about like trying to figure out like, what is the right thing to do and getting caught up with like making the right choices and the right decisions. And, and if you're always think if you, if you grow up in a, uh, in a church, that's like every, everything that happens to you is because of, of your sin or your choices. And like, it will really give you pause about doing anything. And it's, that's tough. And, I nav- tried to navigate that a lot throughout my life to varying degrees of success. Yeah. One last thing, real quick. Uh, I promised a fan music video, and it is right. in the works. It's been in the works for nice. about a month. Yes. And uh, I just want to let you guys know, um, it's cold as hell up here. It's sure. like minus 40. I need to finish outside some stuff, and it's too fucking cold to go outside and shoot anything. 
So it's on hold right now. My family's going to Florida. Maybe we'll see Brian B down there. I know he said he goes to Disney every year. <laughs> I don't know when, but anyway, we're we're heading down there for like th- two two and a half weeks and uh, to get out of this deep freeze. And so music videos on hold now till almost the end of February. Uh, but uh, I'll let you know what it's called. It's called uh, the way we do dot 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 in a minivan. All right, okay. I'm into it. Way to go, it's not what you think. It's not the way we do it in a minivan. It's a clean, family-friendly music video, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna be. It's it's been fun working on it so far, and uh, it's gonna be fun. I don't know how we're gonna show anybody because if I try to put it on YouTube, uh, for sure it's gonna get yanked for copyright reasons. But maybe we just email uh, Tom C and he fixes all that shit. But maybe you guys can help me out. So yeah, uh, that's it for now. Peace out. Uh, so yeah man that's awesome about the music video yeah. i'm pumped about that that's gonna be sick i'm excited and i don't know i feel like if it's a uh fan music video <laughs> yeah well, it's worked out for us so far <laughs> yeah we're we have not been pulled into court as of yet nope. um it's final move <laughs> against us <laughs> Um, we've got a bunch of Danny Stairs. Sheboygan, this is your dad, <laughs> calling from under the stairs. Um, happy Monday, happy birthday to my boy Andrew, love Thank you, you motherfucker. Thank you. I uh, just called him phone up on my, uh, Smash Mouth, uh, voicemail from last week. The only thing I Good. remember from the edited version is there's a one song that's called Let's Rock, and on the unedited version it says, fuck it, let's rock, and on the edited version it just says, let's rock. Sure. And I just I felt like they really uh, you know took uh, took away a lot of the artistic integrity of that song yeah, by totally. dropping the fuck it out because you know that was important to me. Uh, I was an angsty twelve thirteen year old kid. I, I needed I needed to hear it that way, the original way. I would say fuck it, let's rock, not just let's rock. You know that's just me. Um, you know I've always always just been a rebel like that. I suppose you know me. That's why I'm a government attorney. But, Anyhow, guys, Um So, if there's anybody who can connect with uh, Let's Rock, it's you, John. <laughs> because, I mean, the adrenalize. That's um, true. I want to get rocked. You want to get rocked. Yep. Um, I don't know if that song would have <laughs> got the airplay if they said, fuck it, you want to get rocked. <laughs> yeah, that's... That whole album, uh, probably a little questionable in terms of probably everything needed a clean version, even if there weren't any <laughs> literal curses. Yeah. If, if you want to know what we're talking about, if you're a new listener, just go back and listen to our uh, Def Leppard, our Adrenalize album. I don't know how we got away with that either. <laughs> Def Leppard's lawyers have not contacted us yet. <laughs> I, I mean, they're going to be in the... Are they in the Rock and Roll Hall? I think they've been. I think inducted. they've been inducted, man. Yeah. We need to do. We need to do another Def Leppard to celebrate <laughs> so. that mo- this momentous occasion. We will do the Michael W. Smith pod uh, at yes. some point. Pods are pods forever. We'll perhaps we revisit. Have to, we have to do uh, um, pod pod with, with April. April. Yeah, that yep. will happen. Yep. So, guys, your boy Danny Stairs um, calling with a request. I uh, hope that you can bring something back. I've really missed it. And some of those uh, horrible accents that you guys do, uh, you know, I've I missed it. If nothing else, you know, give us, 
he was the old best life voice or something, man. You've been just talking like John and Andrew and great guys and I love you and everything, but sometimes I want to hear your stupid voice. All right, guys. Mac Pop for life. So we did we did do a little of a little our taste. little little tasty taste of our best life. <sighs> I think we need some new characters. We gotta let some some bits formulate here. I mean, you, all of my accents are terrible. Your your uh, Australian accent is uh-huh. is the best accent that I feel like you've we've busted out. Are you are you discounting my solid Irish one I did? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Mainly consisted of. This is me accent. This is me accent. I'm going to steal your lucky charms. I think this is pretty good. This I is terrible. This is what you want, Dan. I mean, I'm. I Phelan is is an Irish name. You would think that'd be some sort of <laughs> there'd be some sort of recessive. I think it's in there. Gene that would like allow me to. <laughs> I heard a lilt. The, tap into my Irish heritage, but yeah. no, there's there's nothing in. Yeah, we'll come up with. Um, Come up with some characters. I don't know. We can we'll keep it in mind. We'll keep it in mind. We'll, but in the meantime, yeah, just gonna finish up my glass of Trader Joe's bourbon. <laughs> it where at Trader Joe's, you can get your sweet, sweet whiskeys with your X's and O's gummies. Wear a Hawaiian shirt, maybe. <laughs> Ring that be. bell if you need a manager. <laughs> Who knows what could happen. We put all of our fruits and vegetables in goddamn plastic bags. What's up with that, by the way? Really weird. <laughs> it's really unnecessary. Well, thanks a lot. Assholes. You want some? You want some peppers? Put them in a plastic bag. I literally have three things of peppers upstairs that are like wrapped in all this plastic, and we were just saying, why? Why? It's it's super unnecessary. <sighs> yeah, they could. <laughs> They're no longer our sponsors. We <laughs> just called it. <laughs> Shit, we blew it. I mean, Trader Joe's, where <laughs> all of their decisions are environmental. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. So, Danny, uh, Danny Stairs uh-huh. is one of the many uh, of many people uh, from Magpod Nation that will be coming to Chicago. Indeed, uh, for the MXPX Five Iron Show, mm-hmm. and we've been discussing. So this asshole likes to. <laughs> Hoard uh, MXPX memorabilia. Right. So he has a copy of Teenage Politics on vinyl, Ooh. and he just ordered another copy wow. of Teenage Politics on vinyl because it's, I guess this one is signed. How and, much does that run you? Um, I, you? You can get one on Discogs. I mean, with shipping, it would be over 70 bucks. That's a lot of money. Which is a little steep. Um, but so he... He might be willing to sell me his original copy that he, that it is not signed. So uh, he, I was like, well, what condition is it in? And so, of course, he needed to spin it to find out. <laughs> Sounds great. like the at the show version tempo <laughs> this sounds like the left coast live i think yeah 
But some motherfuckers, the boy downstairs, a little drunk, listening to a little teeny politics on vinyl. Um, that skip there, I don't know if it's the vinyl or because I accidentally hit the record player when I was trying to stop the record. Um, reviewing this bad boy for Andrew. Um, if it's just badly, I don't know if I can sell it to him. Well, but if it's not, I might sell this to him. Anyhow, I don't like to go to work, I don't like to school. Go to school, the cater. God damn. <laughs> I'm fucking never clear, man. Never clear on Thursday night. Bad idea. Yes. Um, public service announcement. Don't try it. Um, no. You gotta go to work in the morning. No. Or anytime. Not a great idea. It's a terrible idea. Um, anyhow. I don't. Uh, Danny Stairs seems to uh, drink Everclear regularly, huh. which is. It's a terrible grain alcohol. It's, yeah. I don't, it's, it's like 90% or something <laughs> absurd. Right. It's, it's, yeah, might as well just drink a bottle of rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, public service announcement, don't drink Everclear on a Thursday or any day. It's... You read it, Moonshine? Yes, I have. <laughs> Me too. It's pretty much, that's pretty much what Everclear. Yeah. It's just straight just poison <laughs> i don't know it was 13 <laughs> oh here's a story let's wow. hear this i was with my girlfriend oh shit and she had moonshine nice and we had some and that's the end of the story <laughs> that is not the end of the story <laughs> truly like nothing happened <laughs> so where i mean where were you were you where did, where were you like in a some sort of minnesota by some lake or something a little boy we were looking for the Scary Stories guy's house, found some moonshine <laughs> under his weird porch. Yes. And then you f- tumbled into a portal to hell. <laughs> yep. The rest is history. Uh, Beautiful. No, we were at her house. I don't know. It's not a good story, but I have had moonshine. This is, this is the, uh, <laughs> did you, do you have, did you have like a, a Ben Wyatt um, childhood? <laughs> ice town, ice clown yeah. style? <laughs> well, uh, Parks and Rec reference where he had the story where he said, um, uh, one time on this lake, <coughs> me and my buddy were in a canoe and it, and it, and it almost tipped over, uh, but, then but then it didn't. It didn't. Yes, I am Ben Wyatt, in case that's not clear, except yeah. I'm not good at math. Uh, but, I just went to the ice castles, yeah. which are essentially ice towns. Which is so. ice town. Yeah. Uh, it cost you your town crown. Um... We have about 15 minutes of voicemails from Danny Leary. That's right. Um, he, he has lots of thoughts on ska, uh, but this will, this kind of talks about, um, um, I think what CJ was talking about with uh, talking about preaching. Hey, this is uh, Danny calling Danny Leary. And in your interview with Andy from... Five Iron Friends, you brought up how the Supertones used to, the drummer used to preach in the middle of the set. <laughs> and that brought back this recent memory that I completely forgot that my wife, Jessica, had, my wife, she had not ever really known. <laughs> solid, just solid, really casually. Solid 2019 Borat. <laughs> it's never going to go away in my heart. Very nice. Known who the Supertones were until she met me. And by then they were broken up. Like she knew, she knew who the insiders and Fiber and Frenzy were. 
but she just never like she'd seen Supertones t-shirts and didn't know who they were. So I feel like with anybody else, that would have been the end of the story. It's like it's like who are the Supertones? Oh, just this band. They they broke up. It's like all right, cool. Nope. <laughs> not with Dan. Not with uh, ska fanatic Danny Leary. She meets me. I play the Supertones for her. She really likes their music, but they've already broken up, right? So then they get back together in like 2010 or nine or something like that. So we actually get a couple of chances to see them together, but they're both at festivals. One was RevGen in New Jersey, and the other was Soul Fest in New Hampshire with Five Iron Frenzy. So she's like, oh, it's great. I've seen the Supertones, and I really enjoyed it. It was fun. But I completely forgotten. I'd seen the Supertones like a dozen times because I've talked about this when I was on your podcast that Christian rock bands, Christian punk bands, did not come to Boston for some reason in like the late in the mid to late 90s they started after all that sort of tooth and nail music got popular all across the country but the supertones were one band that always came through boston so i saw that i got to see them a bunch of times they're one of the only christian sort of punk bands that came regularly and i knew about the preaching but at those festival sets that i went to see with my wife after they got back together they didn't do all that preaching because they were festivals so they just took a, like a minute here or there like one praise and worship song then we went to see their final, final concert, like the year or two ago. I don't remember exactly when. Here in California, here in like uh, somewhere near Long Beach. And I'd completely forgotten what a headlining Supertones show is like because it had been well over 10 years that I'd seen it. And when they only played like about half an hour of music and they suddenly stop and full on break into preaching and praise and worship, my wife was like, and by the way, my wife is more faithful than me at this point in our lives. But she was just like, what the fuck is happening? She would, did not understand. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did this. But it had been so long. I used to see the Supertones in Boston in like regular rock clubs that they would be able to book. And they'd still do the whole praise and worship thing and the full message and all that stuff. And. I just kind of let it, you know, go. I was not interested in that stuff, but I don't know. To me, Christian punk, I don't know. It's like, it's just like, it was like if a band is super offensive, I might not like it, but I'm going to just let it go. It just like when a band was super, super Christian, I didn't get it. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was also not something I'd thought about for a long time until... I guess I started thinking, you know, when we started, I started thinking about interviewing Andy, I was like, I, I guess that I started thinking about, oh yeah, that's, that was a, a weird yeah. thing. Um, I don't, and yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you ever see the Supertones? I must have at some point. I was not a big Supertones head, but I'm sure no. I did. Did you, did you go to that Insiders and Five Iron show with, no. Brian and John Eckert. Okay. No, no, but Brian told me about it. <laughs> yeah. My brother, my brother, and um, uh, John Potter here, and one of our other friends went some years ago to an Insiders show. Well, and it was like right when Five Iron put out the new record, and we yeah. were so pumped, and they played the Riv here in Chicago. Yeah, and Insiders opened. We were like, "Oh, Insiders, right!" And then they did the like preaching, yeah, and some like. Blue Lives Matter-ish commentary, yeah. and we were all just like, what is happening? <laughs> so, I understand. Yeah, that, 
Like, I don't know who that's for. No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, I th- think this is the continuation. Hey, uh, Dan, Larry again. Danny calling back. I So this week, when you got the phone call from Riker, who I know I have called Stryker in previous phone calls that I have made in reference to his What's Your Perfect MXPX set, so I apologize, Riker, that I called you Stryker. You can just call me Stanny. I don't know. Whatever. So I was, but he called, talk, and one of the things he talked about was the yes. Atari's cover, and it got me thinking about when that cover came out, the San Dimas uh, High School Football Rules, something that I thought of, and I didn't think to ask you guys what you thought about this, but now I have. I was thinking what a co- it would be a pretty cool idea if they didn't on the cover three but, and on the idea of an on the cover three has not excited me until I had this thought. If they did on the cover three and it was all covers of bands that are contemporaneous to them, bands that they came up with or band, other punk bands that maybe you wouldn't associate with MXPX, but that, you know, from, from their point of view, but that you might associate with because they were also bands that were popular at the time. So if they did other songs like, you know, if they did a cover to Five Iron Frenzy song or if they covered a Rancid song, I know that uh, Journey to East Bay is a song that mm-hmm. Mike has been playing acoustic. He did it on one of his live streams, and he also played it in the mini acoustic set before the Troubadour show last year. So I was wondering, I, and I'm calling with this idea, and I do not have my own list yet. I'll get back to you if I put that list together, but are there any bands that you would think of as MXPX's equals or at least from the same time as MXPX that you would want them to do for an on the cover three. And I'm out of here. <laughs> that is a mm, great, question. that's a great question. Um, we are, we should have prepared for that, <laughs> but I didn't, we th- can think on I it didn't think about one. it. Um, I mean, I think some of the, like the, immediate ones that I think of I think would be some like I think a bad religion oh yeah would be support that um I do think a proper rancid cover would be pretty fun yeah um yeah I don't know I'm gonna have to I think let's let's give it let's give it some thought I kind of uh I should have prepared for that in well advance. this way it'll plant the seed and others can weigh in and we'll think about it too boom love it um so danny has danny leary has a lot of thoughts about ska okay um like i said lots of thoughts so um let's let's get into some of it hey fellas it's your boy danny leary calling back again you think I'm Danny Stairs tonight. I've called three times. It's ridiculous. Plus a fourth, if you count, where I got cut off at one point. But I'm calling about now fourth wave ska. Okay, fourth wave ska. Here's the thing. I'm a giant ska nerd. I don't know if it's come up in conversations specifically about your podcast, but you probably at least see it here and there. Check memes stuff that I just, like, I love ska. And I've never given up on it. So in the joke for people is always like, ah, Scott's back. And like, ah, maybe I like Scott after all. I never turned my back on it. 
it's always been there. When Spotify, what was that thing called? Spotify Rewind came out and mm-hmm. it's like, here's all the music you listened to in high school. It's going to take you back like a time machine, remind you of high school. And it's like Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake. I'm like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of last week because I didn't <laughs> stop. And I listened to the new stuff, too. But here's the point. Fourth Wave Scott. It's a fallacy. I'm the, I love Scott. I'm kept with it. And I think Scott is still is good today. But there can't be a fourth wave ska the way people think a fourth wave ska can exist. Because first of all, the entire numbering of the waves of ska came up in the 90s by journalists after the American wave of ska popularity came around, right? They're like, oh, this is the third time ska has been popular. Let's call this the third wave. And they go back and they retroactively name the first and the second wave, where before it was just the Jamaican music industry in the 60s, and it was called Two-Tone in the UK at the time. So who decides, oh, this is the fourth wave? Scott has consistently remained around. So who just decides, okay, this officially counts as the fourth wave? Nobody. Nobody can do that. So it's like this ridiculous expectancy, is that a word, on no. ska music, that it's got to attain some sort of giant height of popularity so that we can all agree we're in the fourth wave. Whereas the third wave of ska was an underground movement by a couple of bands that not a lot of people listen to, like the Toasters and the Mighty Mighty Boston's and Bim Skyla Bim. Like, these weren't bands that were on the radio, but they started a consistent national scene, and they called it the third wave. Eventually, that the other bands come along, and they're adding more punk to the stuff, and then they end up on the radio, and that's still part of the third wave that started in the mid, into the early '90s, and maybe even the late '80s in America. So, what do you what do you think about? <laughs> I mean, give me. Uh... I don't think that my scholage, scholar knowledge. Does that work? <laughs> I'm into it. Um, Your scholage quite reaches the depths of Danny's. No, I mean my it argument. Seems very valid, though. In my sure, view. yeah. I guess my thought had been like, you know, whereas you could make the argument that other genres have not had the wave label, there was a noticeable shrinking of that particular scene around 2000 in a way that other genres perhaps did not experience. So like, I don't doubt that there wasn't still a scene going, but like, I feel like you can't deny that whatever, like 96 to 2000, there was like a huge boom of ska bands in a way that there hasn't been since then. So like, yeah, it might be a fallacy to sort of put the wave label on it, but it does seem at least that there's more ska bands getting more attention again recently. And maybe that's all that it is attributed to. I don't know. I I feel like it's, I feel like those are both cogent arguments. Sure. I think to, to make sense of something, you know, he goes on to, in his subsequent four voicemails, um, to talk about how waves are not attributed to other um, musical subcultures. Right. No one talks about, you know, what wave of punk or metal various um, 
you know, genres are in or whatever. But I think where I might, you know, I think while there is a more punk influence in the, you know, aforementioned third wave ska movement of the 90s, 80s and 90s, especially the late 90s, you know, it it is uh there it's it's a very spe- kind of specific sound as opposed to all the different subgenres of punk right. and metal that yeah i mean there never needed to be any attribution to those because they because they kind of had had that decades long um consistent popularity yeah and so but even even stuff like um you have the punk rock and then you have you know post-punk and like you know it's like some post-hardcore stuff things that like those are i guess the delineations of those movements and i guess it's just not called um they're not waves but I do think punk and metal kind of have their different sure. names, maybe just not. I think maybe uh, Danny Leary is taking an exception, exception with this idea of it of a wave being like uh, it's almost dismissive of sure. of of the music, like it's because it it's. Uh, it's it's has no staying power, so it just kind of comes and goes. Sure, but yeah, I can see that. But yeah, um, I want to hear from the swing heads out there yeah. who are like swinging big band never uh, went away, baby. Do you know who just released a new album? Brian Seltzer. <laughs> He's the only person I can think of. His name is Brian Setzer. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> um, no, but. The Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, yeah. They just released a new album. But isn't it like different dudes now or something? Um, I, I think know. there's a controversy around who gets to call themselves that. I could be mistaken, but... Uh, well, I mean, that's I mean that's a lot of bands. Like, yeah, Say Ferris, you, Fake Ferris. Have you heard about this? No. It's, uh, it's only Monique, the original singer, and all the other dudes are gone because there was a big lawsuit and stuff. That's interesting. It is. Um, so... The so the squirrel nut zippers, um, yeah, they haven't released an album in in, eight, in eighteen years. Wow! So their their last album was that one that probably you know I guess two thousand. Well, what was the one that had hell? Yeah, that had hell. That was like was it hot? Was yep, that the album? That was the one. Yeah. That I still play that record, especially for my kids to dance to. It's a great record. Yeah, I haven't uh In the Afterlife. Yeah, that's a pretty fun song. But it it sort of brings up the you know, that, that sort of thought thought experiment. If you have a boat and you piece by piece <laughs> right. replace every part of the boat, does it is it still mm. you know, the same boat? Right. So when does a band stop being a band? Um but they, hey, they're from uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's right. Um, speaking of North Carolina. 
Hey guys, it's Adam from North Carolina. I am way behind on my Mac pod listening. I haven't heard any of the tumble down eps yet. I've been busy defending punk rock and courthouses and state legislatures across the country. We salute you. I will get to them, I promise. Uh, I did listen to the most recent episode. Wanted to call on behalf of North Carolina and Raleigh specifically to congratulate you guys on discovering Ryan Adams. Good work on that. Um, anyways, just giving you guys a hard time. More importantly, I'm excited to let you guys know that thanks to an amazing fiance who bought me tickets and airfare and hotel lodging for the weekend, I'm coming to Chicago for the show. Oh, yeah. Hope to see you guys there. Hope to meet you guys. Uh, look forward to seeing other listeners from MagPod Nation. Hell yeah! Uh, I don't know if we need to like color coordinate our shirts or something, make it easy <laughs> for us to spot each other. Hot pink would work. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm a Friday only guy. It happens okay. that one of my other favorite bands is playing Saturday in Chicago, American Football. So yes, nice coming up. North Carolina, the chance to see two of my favorite bands in one weekend in Chicago. It's going to be amazing. Punk rock on Friday, Midwestern emo on Saturday. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like I said, look forward to seeing you guys. I'll send you guys a selfie or something so you know who to look for. Look for the tall, good-looking guy. That'll probably be me or some other tall, good-looking guy. Take care, guys. All right. So we got... Adam, mm-hmm. we got Brian, mm-hmm. we got Danny Stairs, mm-hmm. we got Riker, yep. we have April. April. Um, I'm sure there's others who else is that co- we've heard from. Yeah, there's got to be some more. Who are we missing? Sorry if you've <laughs> said it and we've left you out, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who else we're. Uh, hopefully the the Phantom Cackler shows up. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And just cackles into our faces and runs away. <laughs> In a mask. Yeah. Um, I mean, we will we will announce some sort of yeah formal get-together. I think it's definitely going to be on that Friday okay. since uh, Riker can only be there Friday. Adam can only be there Friday. Sounds good. And I think, did Brian say he was only doing the Friday show too? Possibly. So, um, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be there at both shows. Um, so whoever's there on both nights will be hanging out both nights. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely hook something up. Um, I'm thinking pre-show. Okay. It's got to be. I mean, I think it'd just be a little bit, a little easier to do to do like. Um, I mean, that's not discounting like doing sure. post-show or whatever. Hanging out during the show will definitely be around. But I think to be able to have, uh, you know, we don't don't want to assume everybody's going to be around after the show to, sure. to be able to hang out. Um, but we'll get some drinks after the show. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But American football, uh, Mike Kinsella, I believe is, yeah. Um, I was in Joan of Arc and stuff. Uh, so like he's, uh, Captain jazz too right, right, is okay. another one. Um, yeah. So, you know, very, I more knew them, but didn't, Knew of them, but didn't know them very well. They're so. great. So okay. good. So good. Um, so this is a great transition point into talking about some other stuff that we wanted to 
uh, discuss tonight. How are, um, we do, how are we doing lengthwise at this point? <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> this is going to be a long one. We're doing fine. That's what she said, too. That's what she said. Um, so Ryan Adams. Yeah. Was he... Did that... Was the timing of that just perfect? Or was... <laughs> that he was like, oh, congratulations on Ryan Adams. No, I... Th- he... He left he that before left his the voicemail. He left his voicemail um, uh, on my birthday, actually, on, <laughs> on the 4th. That's a double. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, <clears throat> um, do you want to know what else? While I was in um, in Minneapolis, went to one of my favorite record stores and picked up Heartbreaker <laughs> on Tough. vinyl. Tough. <laughs> Week. <laughs> I know, not a great week. So for yeah. those who didn't know, um, we've we've talked uh, in recent episodes about Ryan Adams uh, and how he's kind of known famously for being an asshole and maybe a little difficult to work with. Sure. Um, what has come to light lately is uh, a lot of his uh, kind of questionable, um, abusive. What what's a like emotional abuse and also sexual uh, power moves? Yeah, that he would use against women and like say, hey, you know, I can use my influence um, to help you in the music industry in the sort of exchange, uh, maybe implicit exchange for sex. Right. Um, and intimacy and um and but then he got like seriously uh like clingy it was like where are you you have to tell me where you are call me now or i'm gonna kill myself so he did that with a number of women but then the the creepiest thing was the um grooming that he was doing of a 13, 14 year old girl. Yeah. And then like over the course of some time, like when she was like 15 or 16 and he was like, like sending her, like they were like having like Skype or something with when he was naked and like saying like super creepy stuff. And, um, but of course he denies all of this, even though there are like, like his oh. wife, who he was married to for nine years, is like, no, this is all real. Yeah, Mandy yeah. Moore, who was like, yeah, he he was abusive, and um, but also there are like hundreds of text messages right, <laughs> that right. they have to document yeah. all this stuff. Um, yeah, not good. I I've been thinking about this in relation to some of our. Um, we've had conversations before about, um, separating the artists and the art and right. problematic faves and how, how we handle something like that. So, so first off, Ryan Adams is denying everything. Um, and that's super shitty and he's, and this is clearly a, a shitty situation, um, for, all of the um, many, many women who corroborate and say the same exact um, things. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, despite the fact that there um, is evidence against him that these things actually happened. Mm-hmm. But 
I also been thinking about this in relation to somebody like Tim Lambesis, right. who the lead singer of As I Lay Dying, who we've talked about before, um, and how As I Lay Dying has been one of my favorite bands for many years. And then Tim was arrested uh, six years ago for trying to hire a hitman to murder his estranged wife. And fortunately, that person was an undercover cop and he got arrested. Um, there's been a lot that has come to light after the fact um, about Tim's situation and sort of the reconciliation that he's had with his bandmates over this and how they've gotten back together and how they're making new music and they're touring again. And I've had some problems um, trying to reconcile, like, how do I feel about this? Um, like, his bandmates forgave him. I mean, what about, like, what's wh- what do I do with something like that? Yeah. So, like, you know, some would say he went to jail, he was released, he did his time. That's good enough. Um, you know, what what does he owe the public uh, what does he owe people who are fans? Do we need, at what point do we need to or not need to forgive somebody? And this doesn't just necessarily need to be um, people in the public eye. It could be just people in our everyday life that, sure. like, at, what what is what is our... What would, it, what would be our individual motivating factors for why we choose to forgive or not forgive somebody? Um, obviously, there's a spectrum of um, different acts that may or may not deserve forgiveness from being an emotionally abusive asshole um, like Ryan Adams to Tim Lambesis who tried to have someone murdered. Or someone like um, Ralph Northam, Ralph Northam from Virginia, mm-hmm. who wore blackface. Um, like, is is the point to if someone fucks up to um, say we're done with you, um, or do we try and? figure out a way to reconcile with that person because we acknowledge, Hey, this person is a human. They have humanity and emotions and feelings and, and love and dreams and, um, friends and desires. And they're a three dimensional person. Um, and I've been trying to deal with this with someone like Tim and, you know, he recently posted something on Instagram about how he, they had a, as LA Dying had a show canceled in Memphis um, because people were upset that right. the club in Memphis was going to let As LA Dying play. Um, and so he posted about, um, you know, he's he made a mistake and what he's trying to do now is do something positive with his life. 
And he said, uh, however, I wish we could have come up with a more meaningful solution for the fans in Memphis rather than just cancel. Perhaps I could visit a recovery center in Memphis, uh, a free event to our fans and those being served at the center where I can open up for Q&A and all questions are welcome. Uh, I look forward to continuing this conversation around recovery and how to prevent others from ending up in a bad place and how to facilitate healing in the lives of people who have been hurt by others. Um, then he goes on to say some of the things that he's done over recent years uh, to kind of work through what um, he's done and to try and make something good of of his of you know the decisions that he made and um, working as a case manager an addiction treatment facility um, two years tutoring inmates who uh, didn't finish high school um, he's um, he's done some you know he's done some other stuff and and like so when we when we send people to prison you know we talk about like what what is the point of prison right is it to put people away or is it to rehabilitate people um you know i would hope that we send people to prison because we we think that we don't think that they're lost causes that should never contribute to society again right but um when you look at the rates of recidivism we're clearly not doing enough to help people um get, uh, after they after they get out um you know I, I just some some statistics that uh within 5 years of release about 3 quarters of released prisoners are rearrested right so that that's a startling statistic. Yeah. So, I mean, it is likely that um within the next couple of years Tim could be back in prison. But the fact that he is doing all this work I'm not saying that it erases what he did, but what is the goal, you know? Sure. I mean, of course, situation to situation, it's 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 troubling to try and it's like you don't want to necessarily be like, oh Tim, you know, you tried to have your wife, your ex wife murdered. Um, that's okay because you're doing good things now. Sure. But at what point do we? Um, <laughs> like I I don't know, you know, like. I I guess I've been monologuing for a little bit. What do you? I mean, I just you are good at asking large questions <laughs> that I have no good answers to usually. But this in particular touches on so many different complex questions. Like you're yeah. saying, regardless of the ills of the prison system, which are much larger than this particular example you know yeah. that like yeah sure. we as a society have more people in prison than any society in the history of the world and right you know one in five black men or one in three or something like that end up in prison something like that in yeah America. like it's obviously a horribly broken system all the way around 
then you get to the, the like, well, what does it mean to, um, you know, forgive somebody? And I feel like the forgiveness question can look different depending on, you know, if you're looking at it from the like Jesus answer right. of how many times is it okay? Or how, sh- how many times should we forgive somebody? You know, seven, 70 times seven, basically like never stop forgiving. Yeah. But that's like a personal viewpoint rather yeah. than as a like society, how do we sort of engage in that? So it's really complicated. I don't know. And I mean, I also feel like it's valid to be like, you can personally forgive someone and be glad that they're doing that good work and using their experience towards something positive and still be like, but I don't want to support that art, you know? Right. I still, the whole like separating the artist from the art thing is so complicated and I don't have a good answer on that, but I get, I get why somebody would be like, I will never support them, you know, regardless of all these other good things. But I, would I prefer that he's doing, he's taking this position than not like, absolutely. So, right. I don't know. I think, I think that's, there's, for me, there's a lot of, I don't knows. And I, I specifically, (coughs) I don't know. This is a genuine statement and, 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 one of curiosity. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many um, listeners of color that we have. Sure. Um, but this Ralph Northam thing is, um, you know, I, I, I'm curious uh, because I saw um, an interview with Trevor Noah where he he said that he thought Ralph Northam should stay in office because we need somebody who admittedly messed up and is who who you can put the pressure on to yeah. have these conversations now and he's trying to have these conversations um and you know it's he Trevor Noah um, was saying that we always try and rush through the the issues like okay well you know now that black people have the right to vote let's move on to this next thing you you have these rights so let's just move on but without acknowledging all the implications of of you know Jim Crow and all of the decades and years and years of of oppression and, um, systemic, um, racism and how you, and how you approach that. And so, you know, without, without just blanketly saying, you know, you know, you're absolved Ralph Northam for your, you know, your, your black face, but like that let's use this as a chance to have this conversation without just saying, it's okay yeah. because it's not sure. But you know, yeah, it's a fine line too, between like there being like legitimate enough things that you're just like, we shouldn't uh, allow a governor <laughs> to have had this as part of his experience. We should have somebody else. And just the whole, like you're canceled culture thing right yeah. now, which I'm not saying like, people shouldn't be scrutinized and in some cases, you know, lose their positions of power or whatever. But like, 
and I'm not even applying this to Ralph Northam. I just think in this moment, especially as we're getting more and more like presidential candidates, I feel like anytime somebody announces, it's just like, no, this person's canceled because of this thing that they said or did once. And again, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just like, we are in this culture kind of right now where it's like, we write off a person entirely because of something rather than maybe have a more nuanced conversation about it. So we have lost almost all nuance for serious conversation. And I, I haven't heard that term about, you know, cancel. Like that's, it's 100% like, like, look, if, you know, I joked about, you know, I'm 35 now and I'm going to run for president. Right. Um, You're canceled by the way. I, for sure. (laughs) I would be 100% like, like, I, I never want to run for president because... Neither of us can after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True. Too there's, much too much, there's too much evidence. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, you, you know, someone like Tulsi Gabbard, who had some right. questionable uh, LGBTQ positions, mm-hmm. like, um, I think if you're not a... Uh, in the LGBTQ community, chances are you held a not sure. great position. Sure. I had a not great position sure. when I was in college and on my journey to figuring out what I actually believed. And I evolved. And now I 100% uh, support, you know, yeah. uh, the, the LGBTQ community and, and, um, yeah, and of course I said some unin, uh, uh, you know, some uninformed things, and had some, you know, said stupid things back in the day. But that's, can we hold how to what degree do we hold people accountable for? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's it it depend. I guess it depends on the the you know, the crime. You know, for sure. lack of a better word. Yeah, you know wearing blackface is not an actual crime, but like what, what do we have as, uh, as evidence that you have significantly changed yeah. your, you know, your views or, you know, I think the way he approached it was like, Oh, I apologize. And then he's like, wait, that wasn't me. And it's yeah. like, dude, you, you stepped in it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I'm I'm, you know, curious to kind of hear what hear what people think on this yeah. on this topic, um, and um, you know, obviously, you know, we've we've talked about our former denomination and their approach to LGBTQ issues and how they're the worst, um, and we've talked about the. Um, uh, somebody who was the former campus pastor at our, our old school who has recently resigned, um, and, uh, her, what, what would you, would you call it? Her credentials, her credentials, yeah. um, with the denomination and she's out because, um, of the, um, the way the church has decided to, um, not embrace the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and they they have this whole 
you know, they're, they're, um, welcome, but not really. Right. And, uh, it's, you know, you, we're going to welcome you, but we're not going to actually listen to the things that you care about or concern you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have a hard time forgiving or thinking about giving a pass to the covenant church or my former institution because they're doing active harm. Right. You know, so it's, you can't, for me, I can't, it's hard for me to forgive when they're still doing harm and injury to actual people. Yeah. So, um, but again, large conversation. Yeah. Yeah. One worth having, I think. Totally. I mean, yeah. In that case, I think it was also, it gets back to that question we had asked before of, do you stay and fight to change something? Right. Or do you at some point say, I'm tired of this fight and you're not going to change and I'm going to spend my energy elsewhere. Like, yeah, that's another complicated question. And as members and, um, former members of evangelical institutions, um, and cultures, I think a lot of us can relate to the idea of being like, well, we want to stay to push, to make it better. And I think, um, the stuff with Judy Peterson and the covenant in particular has just been like on this fight. And maybe this is a, a position of privilege for me to say it, but like, I don't, I have no interest in <laughs> fighting to push them anymore. I think they've made it clear where they're at. And so let's, let's be somewhere else where there's other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she wrote this long letter, um, talking about while she, why she's leaving. Um, and this is to me, um, crystallizes, uh, why a lot of people are over a lot of evangelical churches and, and specifically this denomination. She writes, while it is tempting for me to rest for a moment in this reinstatement, since it is a bit of better news for me, I have, I have as of now on February 7th, 2019, tendered the resignation of my ministerial credentials on the Evangelical Covenant Church. I have resigned my credential because it simply is not gospel good news if the news is only better for me. Yeah. Because the ECC ha- has made clear that they have no interest in me continuing to advocate for better news for all people, including the LGBTQ community. It is time for me to leave so that I may preach fearless, preach fearlessly as I know I should. End quote. Pretty powerful. Um, yeah. I mean, when you, when it's only for you, you right. know, it's like, I mean, like this whole, this, this letter is powerful and it's, it's a scorched earth. Not like, she's not like flipping tables over, but it's just like, she's truth to power, man. Yeah. And, um, I have so, I have such deep respect for her and the way she handled this because I probably wouldn't be as, um, as, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, magnanimous. Uh, I was, or just eloquent. Mag- magnanimous. Magnanimous. Yeah, magnanimous. Mag- magnified patius. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is we are going to talk about live from the basement this episode. Yes, some we point. are. <laughs> yeah. So we've been we've been we've been away for a little while. We've been, we got been a lot a of stuff to cover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're fourth wave of ska. Yeah. The big questions. <laughs> the big questions. I mean, I want to, I have, I still have so much stuff I want to talk about, but you know what? We gotta, we gotta get to, we gotta get to the music. Gotta get down to that basement just like ours. Yeah. Got Danny <laughs> stairs down here. Yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna nudge him awake and get Mike to play some stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'll get, uh, we'll get some, we'll get Andy Husted to, you know, to come over, give some, give a contribution. <laughs> Um, I got to clarify an Andy Houston thing real quick. Okay. I know we just said we were moving on, but when we talked to Mike and we talked about him being a brewer at Silver City, yeah, he was like, no, 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 like he doesn't have anything to do with that. And I was like, well, where did I get that from? He was, he did work as a brewer at a different brewery right. in town. Did he confirm that much with us? When Mike talked with us, I made it. Uh, he made it sound like we were idiots, <laughs> and I did confirm that he was in fact a brewmaster at a nearby brewery. So anyway, Andy, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, I was at a different brewery. Thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> like, and look at this. Like, um, Mike, <laughs> this is a status. I just, I just googled Andy Husted Brewer, uh-huh. and. Um, the Mike Rare podcast. Brewmaster. <laughs> Brewmaster is the first thing. When he talked to us, he was like, brewing? Andy? <laughs> you are out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your goddamn minds. Anyway. Um, yeah. Basement. Yep. So we'll, when we come back, we're going to be listening to, uh, Mike Herrera live from the basement. Basement. <laughs> back yeah and we're talking basements the basements uh so what is a basement <laughs> this is the new angle our pod is gonna take <laughs> yes. in our 30 second we're gonna episode. we're gonna talk about what technically uh, makes a basement i mean is it can a basement be like <laughs> what if like your house is like Above somebody else's house, can your like first floor be like? Okay, this is the real dumb. question. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think so. We're talking uh, Mike Rare live from the basement, yeah. and um, this is a 2011 mm-hmm. record um, where he's doing a combination of. MXPX and Tumble Down songs, mm-hmm. um, one in one Beatles song. Yep, as you uh, do, as you do. You know, just the classic combination. Uh, Six TD, five MXPX, <laughs> one Paul McSee. <laughs> yeah. So, in in a lot of the, a lot of these songs are what makes up the, the acoustic collection. Yes, which with some notable. Exclusions with some notable exclusions. 
the uh, so I I do appreciate the more stripped back yeah ver, uh, acoustic stuff that he does. Um, I do think you know having uh, listened to the acoustic collection a bunch yeah and you know uh, it it some of the songs I find myself wanting to hear that version yes of the song and I would much rather hear the, an acoustic collection version Agreed. of of the song um but I you know I find myself like I really I'm I'm starting to like the acoustic stuff yeah more and more I think this collection speaks to his skill as a singer-songwriter. Yeah. I mean, it's like a solid bunch of songs, just him and his acoustic guitar, recording by himself in Monkey Trench, releasing by himself on Rock City. Like, yeah. Pretty solid. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was trying to find uh, any other release where it was just him. Just him, yeah. Because even the acoustic collection has some band a, other singers um, and drums. And so, like, this is just the H-bomb. Yeah. He's throwing plenty of acoustic balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I like the... I like the aesthetic a lot of the, the cover. It makes me think of Arthur. You know, he's got sure. that got that newsies kind of hat going on. Yeah. Um, he's got you know some booze and a shot glass there. Yeah, man. Which kind of goes with the tumble down vibe. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. You have thoughts? Not really. I agree with yours. We'll get into those. All right. Well, so this has been our episode. We'll see you later. (laughs) Rate and review us. Uh, Yeah, let's let's get into track number one, Doing Time. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Because this is on Bandcamp, right? Um, it's my number one. Really? Okay. Cool. So we have discussed our ideal MXPX sets. Yeah. And I said this acoustic version of Doing Time would be my preferred version of Doing Time in a set. I think it was. Was it in my? It must have been in my top three for the acoustic collection. 
think it was. I think um, it was in both of ours. Yeah. It's got to be. But, I mean, maybe it's just because at this point I'm so used to it or something. It didn't make my top three this time. But, like... You're a monster. <laughs> I do love it. I mean, like I was saying... It was both our number ones okay, for the acoustic that, collection. That makes total sense. And maybe that's why it's not here, just because, like... I mean, he would do the acoustic collection after this and yeah. keep a lot of the stuff and build on some of it. And I think this is a perfect version of that song. I love that it's a great translation, but I think at this point I'm just like pretty used to it. So maybe mm-hmm. I was looking for some more surprises this time. But There are no surprises on this record. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I, I, there's one we get to later. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, interesting. But I do have to say I like the ending that he came up with for the acoustic collection better because oh, now sure. that's just in my head it's like yeah find my father <laughs> yeah it's it he perfects what he sketches out on this album yeah he perfects for the acoustic collection agreed and that that big guitar sound he's able to fill yeah some good space with just an acoustic guitar yeah those chords just ding, ring out ding, 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 yeah ding, ding, ding. it sounds great that. it sounds so good you got nothing else to say um so let's empty that bottle bro expect us to fill out the <laughs> instrumentation for the rest of the record. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Uh this is my number one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh yes. And there'll be the the number two then soon coming. Will not surprise you either. But yeah, I think it's just drowning. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh <laughs> I think I'm on that tumble down train, baby. Yeah man. Woo choo choo. So it's just yeah, choo choo. <laughs> Those uh or Those woo-woo. songs are just more hitting me in the right place right now. <laughs> like the MXPX ones. The, the TD spot. Yeah, in that sweet TD spot. And I just, yeah, those songs work for me so well. I think this sounds great like this, mm-hmm. just alone. I'm into it. That guitar riff works well just by himself. So Yeah, I'm finding that the Tumble Down songs translate yeah. to acoustic super easy yeah in a way that i think some mxpx songs don't sure which makes sense which makes sense because they're conceived of it like to be as a full band but right he 
the the tumble down <coughs> shows that they did very early on when they started playing shows, they'd played primarily acoustic shows for a while before they started right. incorporating electric guitar. Yeah. Um so it makes sense to me and they work really well. Um so there are some songs on here that I'm just like yeah, the, just hearing the that acoustic um shredding that he's doing even yeah. if it's just like just sweet riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Rest El Paso. That sounds great. It was early in the morning on night and night. We were driving through the night near the Mexican line. They said we caught you red. We can shoot you dead. Tell us when you're gonna get a bullet in your head. Got the arrested in a peso blues. Throw out the drugs and the booze. Got the arrested in a peso blues. We've only got our rights and our freedom to lose. My number two. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I think we're going to have a completely different top three. Um, facts. <laughs> that surprised me. So tell me um, what you're into. I just, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's another Tumble Down song. I think we'll get to later why the other Tumble Down ones didn't make the cut. But Interesting. I think... <laughs> Man, this is, this is, you can't peg, you can't peg you down. Just because these two, I think, work super well as translations into solo acoustic, just mic. I don't feel like elements are missing. I feel like they're full on their own. Huh. Um, so certain you're looking for certain, there's certain elements that you might think fill out the song even better, but on their own. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also appreciate that he changed green to weed just to make it abundantly clear what he was talking about. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> Threw away our booze and our weed. Throw out the drugs and the food. Tell us when you're gonna get freedom to live. Alright, whatever. <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> when we talked about this song in the empty bottle lip, we were like, he says green there? Like, pretty sure we mean weed. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, now on to the second MXPX song. Um, a lot of the um, mid-year or the middle middle 2000s Got some um, yeah. secret weapon, got some before everything and after. And this is Drowning from Secret Weapon. Switch the light off, go to bed. There's no more room inside my head. The world around me slowly away well, I close my eyes and think the shadows blot my memories of all the things I've tried and felt today please don't
hear this song the less i'm i mind it live or, or well, just acoustic we did hear a couple people say they really liked i mean this song it wasn't cj who said it was like in his top five of all time somebody I, said I, that that, that might have been Adam, danny leary okay well, i don't know somebody i said know that. i know that danny leary told me that like the way i felt about you <laughs> and arthur uh-huh. was how he felt about us when well, he, he loves the acoustic collection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think know, for a lot of people, they were just like really jonesing for that acoustic collection. And then we were just sort of like, it's okay. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, like so many things, if I would have made my way through everything that, you know, I would probably come to the acoustic collection today with more appreciation than, than maybe we, did. we heard it when we first yeah. heard it. But like, I... Still, like, I can appreciate that this is, like, a different interpretation of the song presented in an interesting way acoustically, but I still kind of feel the same way that I did when we talked about it on acoustic. You feel like like, you're drowning. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that might have been a little harsh, but (laughs) it is just kind of like, I don't know. It doesn't do that much for me. No, I I like, but I enjoy it because I kind of like singing along with the, the missing harmonies. Yeah, sure. You know, it's fun, but... I think the acoustic collection stands as a an interesting um, uh, addition to the MXPX catalog because of the way Mike rethinks a lot of these songs. Yeah. Um, with with the inclusion of those some of those foot stomping elements yeah. that um, I don't know, like the it, it just I think it's a you know the the secret weapons you know and uh well we'll talk about this one because it's our next track here is it oh jesus but it uh, is well all right why don't we just move on to that then? okay <laughs> i didn't mean to like <laughs> noticeably faster yes See, yeah, 
This is why it's not in my top three. No. And it was in my top three for the acoustic collection. Yeah, it's like, it, that. It's so great, that version with the stomping and the harmonies. Yeah. And without that here, and without it being more slowed down, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. So an acoustic version of Secret Weapon with no real changes, you know? Like, well, that's because, you know, Emily Whitehurst is a goddamn angel. <laughs> as has been said by you many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, that exact phrase, I believe, is been... probably because it it remains to be a true statement, and it will forever be a true statement. It is true. Um, I want her on everything. I think let's get her on the pod. Let's, I will. Let's do it. Okay. I will. I will reach out to Emily Whitehurst. I know she listens to every episode. Um, big fan. <laughs> she's a big fan of the pod. Uh, yeah. So I think you know. Having gone from that to this, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's still a great song. It it was a, uh, I think it was in my, was it in my top three? It was in mine. I don't think it was in yours, but you I really always, liked it. I always forget what was. It's all a blur. <laughs> it, we've we've, yeah. Let me let me just. That's not the. That's not the album. Um, it was. No, it was oh, no I secret thought you weapon. We're talking about acoustic collection. I'm talking about secret weapon, ah, the song in general. It was not it, in mine. It was in my top three. I think it's a great song. I think yeah. it's a great opening riff, and I think it's it works. But I think it kind of goes to show you that the Mike, like you said, he has the songwriting chops. He has his brain is always thinking about ways to, you know, kind of do a song a little bit differently and so he wrote the punk rock fast song with that that opening riff and um and then re-envisioning this kind of a foot stomper you know song i think yeah. it's it's great and this was i see this as sort of a a the acoustic collection preamble you yes. know just sort of the 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 beta version i guess yes. so to speak yeah, I mean, what we said we like so much about the acoustic collection version is it does feel like a kind of reinvention, whereas this version feels more just like playing it more or less the same tempo, but acoustic, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, bad news. Bad news. <laughs> I took a gang of pills tonight <laughs> But nothing seems to make my head right Time to face the facts, time to face the morning light. Walk so many miles a day. Try to lose my troubles to get away. But a couple times over just ain't far enough away. Place my hope inside this jar. Traded it in at my favorite bar For a bottle of Mississippi Nights With a chaser and barroom fights I got bad, bad news How could I be winning when I always lose When you finally reach the end of the blues You got bad, bad news So, uh, I don't remember if what 
I, what we said about this on the actual tumble down I'll episode. What I said. What's that? I said it was a strong contender for my top three, almost entirely because of that pedal steel. Like, that's what makes the song for me. So did hearing I, the version without it is kind of tough. So did I, I don't remember what I said, but listening to, because it, and after every episode, I just sort of like purge from my memory almost <laughs> yes. anything that I said. Um, but listening back to this, it feels like a before everything and after song. I Did we talk about that? I don't remember. <laughs> what was the one that we kept saying was Kings of Hollywood? Kings of Hollywood. We had some, but what was the one that we said? I, took I think it had to be this one that we were talking about. But nothing seems to yeah. make my head right. Yeah. It, like, I think we talked this, about how bad news and Kings of Hollywood are kind of the same. Yeah. Song. Yeah. That's yeah. What okay. That sounds, that sounds familiar, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think on acoustic it, it, it's, um, I mean the, the, that pedal, I mean, it just, it's fucking great. It sounds great. Um, it's missed here. It is very missed. It's noticeably missed. Yeah. Never better than now. Never better than now. What's that? Re-releasing all your tumble down albums on vinyl. I kind of feel the way uh, about the song that I feel about drowning. Okay. Not literally drowning. The song drowning. <laughs> yes. I feel about Never Better Than Now the way I feel when I'm underwater when I'm and I can't breathe. Dying. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I have an appreciation for this song. Sure. Um, in But it's... <clears throat> Uh, Drowning and Never Better Than Now would not be two of my top contenders for an acoustic set. No. It was not a big standout for me on the acoustic collection, and it's not really one for me here. Like, I think it's it's pretty. It's fine. Yeah. I like... It's in the way... Uh, for Drowning, I like doing the harmonies. I think it's fun, but... Um, hey, when you live, gotta live large. Yep. That's what I always say. You you mean that's that's what you say right before we start recording. <laughs> that's right. You we live. say it in unison every <laughs> every week. And we stare into each other's <laughs> eyes with unbreaking <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> what a weird what a weird thing to say. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, just just we we say it three times really quickly while staring, <laughs> staring at each other. Uh, you live, you gotta live large. You live, you gotta live large. <laughs> I was doing a good job of stifling these coughs for the most part, but now it's just all unleashed. Yeah, he, he sounds like you. <coughs> sounds like you got that coat, that smoker's cough. Yeah. That's a funny one, Andrew. <laughs> oh, that gets me every time. <laughs> Have you said your top three already? One and two. Uh, you, uh, empty bottle. Empty and bottle and yeah. right, okay. Butcher of San Antonio. There's blood being spilled like cheap liquor. It's a lie, of crime. He's an assassin, vigilante, and he's raising up the ante, killing time. The butcher said and told his letter separates me from the bone. The butcher said and told criminals beware, take a night when you want the streets alone. My number two. Yeah, see, so this, this has been this song. Works so well on its own. I definitely agree with the that. The riffage is so good. It was my number one for the Tumble Down live app. Um, but I feel like so much of why that was my number one was just how, like, gosh, like, it still works. It still works. He's known Nicole DeVille. He's oh, on what? the I even liked. I even liked Jack Parker on the live version, but like, it just feels. It this to me feels like something is missing without a harmony or without the like. Sure, solo I mean there's so electric many. Riffage. There's so many elements to what make Butcher a kick-ass song. Yeah. Um, but that to me, like, the fact that he still can pull it off. Totally. Yeah. Enough. Like enough sounds like I'm being demeaning, but like the the fact that he the song has kick ass guitar solos, yeah. has the whammy the whammy bar, and it has Nicole Pike with her you know beautiful voice, and he can do all and he can still make the song sound cohesive and great on his own. Yeah, I think is a testament to how fucking much Definitely. of a badass he is. I agree. It's a great song. It's fun like this. It just doesn't hit the highs of some of the previous versions for me. Uh, it's you're not getting a secondhand high. <laughs> no, I also like the yeah at the end that he gives. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's anyway. uh, let's let's not walk away. Um, the, uh, we forgot to mention that they covered a U2 song Oh yeah, that's right It's one of my favorite U2 songs It's a joke that I never gets old I <laughs> It's in your arms Squeeze and hold me tight And keep me warm I need the passion It's in Don't 
I wouldn't mind seeing this song uh, live, full band. No, we've said that before. Even I would like that. Yeah, this is my number three. Interesting. Are you surprised by that? A little. This was a surprise for me that the song was on the record and then I liked it as much as I did. Because interesting. I mean, I would have thought that him doing it this way would have made it onto the acoustic collection too. Hmm. Because I really, I feel like it. Like you were saying, it just sounds. You know, the like ding, 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 and then into the like full guitar sound. I just feel like he really fills it up with that sound. I really like this version of it. I don't know. It may also be more evidence for the whole before everything songs are actually really good stripped down (laughs) argument. Um, Yeah. And I love the production of that song on the record. That's one of the ones where I think the production works. Yeah. But I think it works really well like here too. And I think his voice sounds great. It really holds up well like this. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, I I I think this song w- would have been a a good addition to the acoustic collection because I'm curious what he would have would have could have done with it, yeah. you know? I don't yeah. I don't know that it needs a lot of extra, you know, like where I'm saying other things, I miss a stomp or I miss a harmony here. I'm yeah. just kind of like I just want this dude to serenade me. <laughs> so we've heard your top 2 or 3. Okay. 2. Uh, doing time and butcher of San Anton. Yes. Now. Yep. Ballad of a factory man. Man goes to work every day, working nine to five <laughs> in the steel mill. Days. <laughs> Drove for fifteen hours. I was headed for LA. Came down to work, the lines got lost along the way I had a hard time out there looking for a place To lay my head cause I was running from the chase Fly, fly my darling Someday I'll see your face again Just like the sun shining Someday I'll see your face again Working 20 <laughs> We're making all these songs so much better Yeah, we are uh, Mike, give us a call for your next <laughs> acoustic sesh mm-hmm. We can do all of the mouth noises you need that sounded way dirty, <laughs> dirtier than I, I intended. Make mouth noises at you all night, Mike. Yeah, just just tell me what you want to do with my mouth. I'll make all. <laughs> okay. all Yikes! Yikes! Fan fiction territory. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I was talking about noises with my mouth, John. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Get your. <coughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. Um. I like it. I love the song. Yes. I think it works well like this, but this is one for me that suffers a bit from no band with it. Yeah. You know, he's got that solo that he keeps in this version, but it sounds a little just like untethered without it anything does. else around it. It yeah. does. Yeah. It 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 feels a little too yeah. thin. Yeah. Like he it's it sounds good, but I feel like it 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 lags. It just yeah. it it's noticeably. I think untethered is a good is a good word. Yeah. 
Well, um, I guess I know which number three is. Um, <laughs> drowning out take one, incomplete. <laughs> nope. Gotta get this done. Get, get it done. Late. It's getting late, Mike. You're right. These fading jeans seen some better days. It's like the third days. version of this that we've sung on the John Snodgrass part on top of. Under <laughs> the sun. We haven't even got there Burning yet. Burning on a blaze. <laughs> the bright day we met. And the spring of one. Try to pull your heartstrings. Like I was pulling a gun. Cause my days are numbered. My days are done. But Danny was a pistol and I'm just a son of a gun. Save me some land there. Cause I'm on my way Where there's no heartache A simple place to stay Cause my days are numbered My days are done Yes, yes, that's my number three Okay I Because I'm, I'm not an idiot well, I am. I obviously love this song. Oh man, it's so good. It's I don't care if John Snodgrass isn't there, if there's no bowed bass, it's and and Mike just posted a video of this on on Instagram, uh like yesterday or today or something, and just like, yeah, dude, do however you want it. It's sure. Now I'm intrigued though, because when we covered this in the Tumbledown Live one, you were just like, yeah, it's just not the same without John Snodgrass. Um, did I say that? <laughs> I mean, you were just kind of like, it's just not the same as the the one on the record, which I well, agreed with. But it's it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is different because it's just him and stuff. But. Yeah, I don't. It the it just I don't know. I think on its own, it it has its own level of. Um, Gravitas. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't know. I I'm think. Not, I'm I mean, not, I'm not a consistent person. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think either of us are when it comes to these lists. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I mean, probably out of any of these, well, depending on the setting. But like, what do I most want to see Mike do? It's probably this song. I mean, it's one yeah. of his absolute best songs out of anything that he's done. I think it's great. So. It's not in my top three, <laughs> having said that. <laughs> but um, it sounded, it sounded like me when we did, um, when I was talking, uh, left coast, left coast punk, uh, and like this is one of the best songs I've ever done. <laughs> however, like no the uh, the opening of left uh, left coast punk, and I'm just like, um, I'm like oh man, it's such a. It's it's such a great song and and I'm like I connect to with it and, and it's it's not in my top <laughs> my top three I'm just like oh well it's a good record though it is a great <coughs> EP fucking sweet so the other things we have left here are solid drowning out take <laughs> not really sure why that's on the record to be honest uh I don't know I mean drops his pick. I don't know if this Dra- is gonna work but we're gonna find out. It's not going to work, Mike. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, it's like 
a solid way into the song before he drops his pick, though. It's not like he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Pretty much just drowning for a while. It is. And then he's like, oh, drop a pig. Oh, fuck. And then it's over. I guess I gotta start. Missed that one, though. Yeah, I did. Drop my pick. I'm an idiot. It's okay, Mike. Start all over. Here we go. Well, I mean, you would have needed to re-record that after that. Sure. I just, it's not like a, what a goof. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, uh, yeah, well, I guess that takes it more. Um, also, the other one we did not hear is I've Just Seen Her Face, which we played on the Tumble Down Live app because we didn't have that track, but we had this one. So we could hear a little again. I've just seen a face I can't recall The time or place when we first met Yep, it's, it's good Very good I think yeah. it's great yeah. I love that version um, Yep So, I'm into it Into it That's a, it's a fun little record It is We I, weren't really planning on talking about it But then we thought we probably should And I'm glad we did Yeah Because, you know, it, it it's well-traveled road You know, we've covered yeah. these songs <laughs> three times. Um, but we're trying to be comprehensive, guys. Okay. Encyclopedic. Encyclopedic. Well. Encyclopedic. Mag- magnanimous? Magnanimous. Magnanimous <laughs> pod. Yep. Yeah. Well, what are, what are we at here? Are we at, are we going to bust three hours? No, we're not. Oh. We, oh, okay. we breezed through. Yeah, I guess we've heard these songs a lot. Yeah. We, 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 it, it was over. Uh, yeah, we did less than 40 minutes, I think, or maybe 45 minutes. Um, so John, we have not talked about 350, Mm. um, because there's some shows coming up at 350. Mm. I have a friend in one of them. Yeah. Much the same. Yep. Your boy, Chris, right? Chris McGrath. Yeah. Um, uh, lead singer of the band Much the Same, Chicago, melodic, um, punk band, hardcore punk. Uh, I honestly, I wish I knew about them back in their yeah, heyday. We both would have been really into them. I think super into them. Yeah. I, so I was listening to their 2006 album. Um, and so if you like, if you like No Use for Name, Face to Face, uh, 88 Fingers Louie, uh, Lag Wagon, you are going to be into much the same. Yeah. They are solid, solid songs. I, I was into them today. Yeah, I, for sure. I wish... Um, but it's one of those things that this podcast is reintroducing me to stuff that I, I forgot about, or it's like, right. oh shit, this is actually really solid. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were one of those bands that I knew the name of for sure. I can't remember if I ever saw them, but then I've gotten to know them in the last few years, and I'm like, oh, I would have been like way into your stuff. And yeah. He's an interesting guy, too, because they're not a Christian band, but he's Christian, so he's got a lot to say about kind of the faith, no faith thing within the punk scene, and they're working on a new record now. And um, It's super exciting. Yeah. So anyway, we may, we may get him on the pod at some point. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. And... Also coming up at 350, uh, Flatfoot 56 is our, playing. Our dudes, who we haven't met, but <laughs> we are still our dudes. Yeah, our dudes uh, doing a St. Paddy's Day sing-along. That would be fun. That would be super fun. Yeah. Only 10 bucks. Yeah. Come on. I wish we lived closer. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be super fun to go and uh, hang with Chris... Uh, at at three fifty and Lucky Boys Confusion is also doing an acoustic LBC. set. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wish I really wish it was so much closer, yeah. so we could pop over and do an interview or something. But yeah, well, we'll see. I also I just want to like try their new beers, and I'm always like, oh, it's so far, and I, I can't buy any of their stuff in stores yet. Although I know it's gonna happen, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, keep an eye on that calendar for future shows if you yep. live nearish. Yep. Like us. Nearish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and by nearish we mean well over an hour away. Yeah. Um so uh John, how how can um how can people listen to us and follow us? Well, if you would like to weigh in on Live from the Basement or any of the things we talked about for two plus hours before Live from the Basement, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a rating and review if you would. Five stars, please. Yes, please. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. Email us. If you'd prefer, magnifiedpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support our crazy endeavor, do so over at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod for some extra bonus fun. Uh, that's what we're calling it. Plug those uh, that merch and those stickers, baby. Yeah. Um, keep your eyes out for ways that you can get those soon. Yeah. And I don't know. On the next episode, I think we'll have to revisit Poconacha. And uh, when we do... It'll be about time for a podcast at our house. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Yeah.